What up, what up, what up? This is your boy, LL Cool Cow, representing Calvin's Conscious Climbers. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Facebook. We are live every Thursday, Facebook Live, 9 p.m. We are also live every Friday at 6 p.m. The show is called Clap Back. You guys could call, call in, reach out, and you guys could debate me on the very topics that I bring to the table. So what's up? Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe. Calvin's Conscious Climbers. Make sure that you holler at your boy. Stay conscious. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, I don't know what the heck happened, but something happened. So anyway, this is an impromptu. Um, you guys can know, I like to post controversial stuff. Right. You guys know that I like to post controversial stuff. You know what I mean? Because that's what we do here at Calvin Conscious Climate. All right, all right, all right, y'all, I'm back. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what's going on, um, but um, but yeah, so I am doing a reactionary, I'm doing a reaction to a post that I put on Facebook. And I was expecting this reaction 
you know, because, you know, um, if you're just getting your news from the TV, if you're just, you know, following the public narrative, and also if you have been indoctrinated as well, I'm not saying anyone is, is I'm not saying anyone is incapable of independent thought. But what I'm saying is, is that I, that we have to acknowledge that our thoughts and our beliefs and the way we perceive things can be influenced by outside forces. Once we acknowledge that, then everything that I say will make sense. If you can't acknowledge that your perception and your belief system is actually shaped by a external force, then we will always be at odds. Because I'm willing, because I could admit that for myself as well. This is how we are, quote unquote, aware. If you are aware of the things that trip you up or you're aware of things that um, you are susceptible to, then you are aware of yourself, right? It makes sense, right? So anyway, LL, why are you on so early? So I am on early because, like I said, I shared a post on Facebook. And I'm going to show you guys the post. All right. So I put on Facebook this meme. Right? I put on Facebook. I put this meme on Facebook. And it says, black people showed up and voted. Biden in. Also, he could give 11 million legal citizenship. I'm, I'm sorry. 11 million illegal citizenship. We are a joke. So re Someone replied, we, black people with sense, <laughs> told y'all this will happen, and y'all called us Trump supporters. And then I just said underneath that, let's create the ICP, the Independent Conservative Party, right? And then and, uh, I rest I I my case, your honor, or something like that, right? You know, we got 25 comments. We got 25 comments. And once again, this is where black people, this is where when we understand history and if we understand politics and we understand the psychology behind politics, then, we, then we'll see how we are pawns in this big game. So, um, so Jeremy, he's a good brother. You know, he's a um, level-headed brother. But like I said, we all have our, we are all programmed on a certain level with certain things. Like, um, someone could point out everything that's wrong with every president, but when it comes to Obama, they, they just turn a blind eye. Something like, so like to me, like, how is that possible? How can people do, how can you sit there and break down this person's flaws, 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 but then when someone looks like you, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I never. I never understood that. So with me, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're on my team or the other team. You're going to get judged because, you know, if you definitely if you're on my team, I need to make sure that we're going into the um that we're um lockstep. Uh, All right. So let me get to the main reason why I am on here. So. Before I go into this, um, this is what the spirit of Calvin. This is what the spirit of Calvin Conscious Climbers is about. It's about 
um, people coming together, having different views, and we are able to
All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. All right, I think we're back. All right, cool. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. All right, let me find this post real quick. And while I'm looking for this post as well, I also want to um, let it be known that um, that this is out of love. It's not out of um, maliciousness. It's not out of um, being um, wrong or it's just dialoguing. You know what I mean? This is what Calvin Conscious Climbers is about. It's about two people or, or you know having two different viewpoints but then coming together to seek understanding. You know what I mean? In order to get understanding, you gotta have acceptance first. So uh, let me... I'm gonna find it, guys. Give me a second, man. I'm gonna find it. It's gonna. I post a lot of stuff, man. Like it's a lot of information out here. <laughs> it's a lot of. Okay, here we go. All right, but I found it. I need to find a post that someone actually responded to and everything like that. So, all right. So, go ahead and share my screen. Share the audio. Got it. Okay. Cool. So. All right, so we got this meme. Black people showed up and voted Biden in so he could give you 11 million illegal citizens citizenship. We are a joke. We, black people with sense, told y'all this would happen, but y'all called us Trump supporters. Now, um, to the people that are new to this channel, my name is LL Cool Cow, and I run a social media um, imprint called Calvin's Conscious Climbers, and this is pretty much about um, just pushing us past the social narrative, pushing us past the narrative that is out there that they want us to believe. And and I've always been the proponent of if it's on TV, then it's a reason why. And I always try to understand why they put it out there. So, um, so as you can see, um, we did get some comments. Let's see. Is this is on. I don't know. I'm not on my page. You know what? I am a fool. I am a fool. Okay, let's see. So we are a joke. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay. So, once again, this is all in love. Everything's in love, right? This is about. You know, people just have to, you know, every black person doesn't have the same experience. You know what I mean? So every black person doesn't understand. You know, I think the only the only thing that every black person can share is racism in this country. Regardless of what social status you are, regardless of what school you went to, regardless of your education, regardless of of your family name or whomever doesn't matter who you are. If you are black in this country, you have experienced racism. So we all know this country is racist, regardless of what, what side of the tracks you fall on, education, financially, emotionally, or whatever. But if you're black, you have experienced racism. All right. So why do I say, before I get into all this, right? 
Why do I say all this, right? During the time of Calvin's, during the time of the election period, right, I was trying to make a point with um, with my fellow African-American brothers and sisters. Hey, there! if you're going to vote, and this is what got lost in translation. The whole thing is this. The Democratic Party automatically assumes they have the black vote, right? So if you automatically assume that you have someone's vote, what is the motivation for you to do anything for them? When I knew that when I was out here dating, see, I, I, I look at politics as dating because in order to get something, you have to get, right? This is why I always told our people during the summertime, let's not give our vaginal vote away for nothing. If we're going to give it, all right, on, on November 3rd, we got to give it up. But if we're going to give it up, let's make sure it's worth our while. And that's all I was saying is like, hey, if you come up with 10 items and you take it to Trump and he's like, all right, out of these 10 items, I can sign seven executive orders day one of my second term like that. And you take those same 10 things to Biden and he's like, I could only do three of those executive orders on day one just like that. And the other four is impossible. Who are you going to go with? Who will you vote for? And that was the whole premise of my thing was like, hey, in order to get something out of Joe Biden, African-Americans, we have to put pressure on them to give us something. This was the whole point of the contract with Black America that Ice Cube was promoting is because he was saying the same thing I was saying. Hey, with these politicians, you got to get them on record of saying something. You got to get them on paper of them saying something, because if you don't get them on paper saying something, they are slipperier than trying to nail jello to a wall. They will flip-flop, they will they will turn it back on you and everything like that. And the one thing that African Americans have to understand when it comes to this country, when it comes to this country, every ethnic group outside of Native Americans. Every ethnic group outside of Native Americans came to this country to enrich themselves. That is not a, that is not an opinion. That is a fact. You will not leave the place that you were born to come to another place if it wasn't to enrich yourself. So now the question has to be remain, how is it that they could come here to enrich themselves? How was this country set up to the point where other people could come into this land to enrich themselves? The African American is the only ethnic group in this country that did not come here to enrich themselves. That is not a debatable fact. That is fact. We were not brought over here to enrich ourselves. When the Europeans brought Africans over here to build the country, they didn't say, hey, when you, when you get off this boat, we're going to split everything 50-50. You have yours and we have ours. 
No, it wasn't that way. No, you're going to come over here. We're going to put you in forced labor. You're going to build everything and you're not going to get crap for it. Think about this. After <laughs> the original intent of the African-American in this country, the original intent for the African-American in this country was to be a slave. They did not see past slavery for us. You guys ever think about that? Why do you think it's so hard to get rid of statues? Why do you think it's so hard to get proper police form? Why do you think it's so hard to fight systemic racism? Why is it so hard for you to, to get that promotion at your job still? Why is it that you feel like you got to be 10 times better than your white counterpart? Because they did not see us past slavery. And it's reflected in their laws. It's reflected in their attitudes. It's reflected in their legislation. And it's reflected in our neighborhoods. Regardless if you're Democrat or Republican, to me, it doesn't matter. Because you could walk through, because in the same suburb that Trayvon Martin got killed, you got white Republicans and white Democrats in the same neighborhood. I remember growing up in Jersey, doesn't matter what, what neighborhood, if you was black and wrong in a white neighborhood, you were, you were, you were, getting, you were being looked at. And guess what? I didn't know their political affiliation. They could have been Republican. They could have been Democrat. But guess what? Republican, white Republicans and white Democrats, they live in the same neighborhood. Their neighborhoods are not, are not, are not segregated by, uh, by um, voting class. So therefore, do they, do they really differ that much? If you could live next to each other, and interact with each other. Therefore, you must have some type of camaraderie on some formal level, right? So once again, we fall for that. The African-American was the only group of people that wasn't brought here for our enrichment. After slavery, what happened after slavery? They, they came up with the slavery patrol. Go and look at the slavery patrol badge. Go look at the very first Slave Patrol badge. The Slave Patrol badge, ironically, looks like a sheriff's badge. There's no coincidences. Like I said, they didn't see nothing for us past slavery. Once we got free, they're like, what are we going to do with them? Okay, let's create the prison industrial complex. Right? So the Civil War came. Now, history tells us that the Civil War was to free, was to end slavery. <laughs> no. On the very eve of the Civil War, um, the, according to the survey, over 80 to 90% of the polled nation believed in, believed in slavery. It wasn't until Lincoln started losing the war that's when he used slavery as a psyop. This is where you get 40 acres and a mule because one of his generals came to him and said, hey, let's, let's um, 
um, our troops need a morale boost, and we also need some allies on the field. So what we're going to do is we're going to say for every plantation that we liberate, we're going to give 40 acres and a mule to the slaves. That gives the slaves something to fight for, right? So when this is the reason why um, when you look at, this is the reason why on South Carolina, you have Gullah Island. Um, we even had Hilton Head. Like if you go down up and down the East Coast, there are islands that Africans own that the white people came and took it back from them. And then now they're luxury resorts now. So, and this is the same thing that they do to us. This is the same thing that they do. History doesn't change. So anyway, right? So after the Civil War has um has um after the Civil War was done, they had all these slaves, all these slaves, all these free slaves, right? So then this is where we get the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. We have two constitutions. You didn't know that, did you? The 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment was exclusively written for African Americans because that was the only other group of people that were being oppressed at the time by the Caucasians. You go back and read the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, you'll see there's a lot of things that we are guaranteed to have. But since we're not told this, we're not, no one has emboldened us to go ahead and fight for our rights. This is the reason why you have a lot of black gatekeepers, but we get on that in a minute. So the reason why I'm giving you a backstory is to give you just a little, just a little history, because this stuff is not really taught to us. So um, after the Civil War, Lincoln and them, they came, sat down and drafted up the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. This is where, but this is, <laughs> if, if, if Donald Trump was smart, if Donald Trump was smart, and he, and if he ran off, let's make America great again. And everyone had the same question. When was America great? And once again, since no one knows history, the period of reconstruction was when America was great. What do you mean, LL? Cool. Well, what I mean is that during the period of reconstruction, when you read the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, it gives us the first and only time in history that African-Americans were given the same rights as white people. We were, we were literally on the same level. Now, was there racism and everything back then? Heck yeah. Racism didn't disappear overnight, but we had access to the benefits that the white people had. And what did we do when we had access to those benefits? <laughs> Think about it. Reconstruction only lasted less than 10 years. If that. And within 10 years, we built Black Wall Street. We built Rosewood. We had all these neighborhoods around America that was popping. To this day, no other community in the world has been able to replicate Black Wall Street's um, dollar turnover. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Black Wall Street was able to turn over. Before the dollar left Black Wall Street, it hit 30 to 60 people's hands before it left Black Wall Street. People have been trying to replicate that since it happened, and they haven't been able to do it. Think about that. We were enslaved for all them years, and then in less than 10 years, we had Black Wall Street. And Black Wall Street, we had our own doctors. We had our own, we had our own everything. At that time, there were 10 
private planes in the whole U.S. Three of them was in Black Wall Street. And that was the only time America was great because we had access, we had full untethered access to the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, which gave us access to the first 12 amendments, which was the, um, um, that was the, uh, what, and that was the, the cost, the, the original constitution was the white man's affirmative action plan for himself. And then they gave us access to that. And then we blew up. And then of course, you know, they couldn't see us blow up like that because then they're looking at us like, oh snap, these guys over here popping. We did them dirty. Now they're not going to become a friend. They might become a rival. And, you know, of course they burned it down and everything like that. And then, so then this is why, and this is why people, this is why I always had an issue with this growing up. Cause like, how could we have black wall street? And then we had Jim Crow Calvin, what the heck happened? This is what happened. The compromise of 1834. I believe it's compromise 1834. What happened was it was a highly contested um, presidential election, just like we have now or what we had. And, um, the Democrats, um, won, but they won on some shady stuff and the Republicans had the filibuster. So the Democrats were like, Hey, listen, um, I might, I might have it back. I might have it reverse, but to make a long story short, to end the, um, the um, tie, a compromise was made. The Democrats was like, hey, listen, we want all Union soldiers out of the South. We want all our land back. We want we want to be restored to our positions of power. And we want and we want um, to do what we want to the slaves. So this is how we went from slavery to freedom during reconstruction to the Jim Crow law. And once again, what was the point of the civil war? How could you enact Jim Crow when that slavery again, did no one else raise their hand about that? Did no one else? So like, once again, let like, we should go back and read those debates about the compromise of 1834. Let's go back and read the debates about the Jim Crow law. The Democrat party is not the African-American friend. And I learned that during this presidential um, season. So, and I'm, I'm going to read some of this stuff. So we have a sister out here by the name of Michelle Brown. I'm not going to put her out on blast or anything like that. It's, this is, like I said, this is, this is all in love. This is all in love. This is all in love. Everything's in love. So she says, so what? As long as they pay in the same taxes as you do, why are you bothered? Laugh aloud if you rest your case, case dismissed in favor of the plaintiff. Okay, so now this is where critical thinking comes in. So now let's go back and look at the original meme. The original meme stated this. Black people showed up and voted Biden in all so he could give 11 million illegal citizens citizenship we are a joke we black people with sense told y'all this will happen and y'all called us trump supporters now this is vague 
granted. But the message that was conveyed was that if you are watching the news and if you are keeping up with, with, with what's going on, then you see in the first week Biden was in office, he done, he, he done signed at least 30 executive orders. And this was actually um, done on January 16th. So this is when in time he was probably talking about doing all this stuff. So this was posted. I posted this after the week of Joe Biden, the week that Joe Biden had. And in the first week of his um, him being in office, he signed around 30 executive orders. He signed 30 of them. And ain't nothing that is designed or targeting the African-American community. What happened to that lift every voice plan? What happened to the BET special program? Now, I mean, what happened to the BET program program? What happened to the BET plan that, that you had? So, so then she says, as long as they're paying the same tax you do, blah, 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 blah. So once again, it's not about, I have zero qualms with anybody becoming a citizen. My fiance is an illegal uh, she is Mexican and she's and she overstayed her visa. She actually has done work to help people stopping from getting deported. She even has a movie out about it. Her and I had the same conversations about this. I say, like, hey, you and I are pretty, you and I are in a weird, unique situation. I'm black, you're Mexican. Your people have needs, my people have needs. So how can we help each other while the white man dangles a carrot in front of us to have us fight each other over the carrot? Because that's what's going to happen. And that's what's happening now. Because they win by divide and conquer. You know, there are some things that the Latino community needs that the African-American community doesn't need. You know, when my fiance and I first met, she said something to me that was that was that was very offensive. And I didn't understand what she was saying. And she said, you are privileged. And I looked at her like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm an African-American male living in America. I have zero privilege. And as her and our relationship grew and we got more and, you know, once I learned about her view on politics and how she saw things, because like I said, I really never paid attention to politics. I mean, I, I mean, I pay attention to it, but never to the point to dive deep and to see how this impacts this or how this impacts that. Cause at the end, at the end of the day, I knew that all of them were crooks and you know, they're going to do what they want to do. But I never looked at to see how they're doing it. I just knew that they were doing it, but I never sat back and looked at it. Oh, okay. So you move that over there to do this, to do this. And then you put that message out to get that group of people to do this, that, and third. Okay. Now I see how it ties over here. X, Y, and Z. See, I never did that until I met baby girl. And then when I did that, every little theory that I had about how corrupt this system is, it was it was proven to be true. So, um, so my response was, 
you know, you know, and, and you know, like I said, I would, you know, the reason why I'm on here, because I didn't want to go, I didn't want to keep typing stuff, but I did want to get on here so I could answer her question. Because uh, she wanted to answer, she wanted um, me to respond to some questions, and I have zero problems doing that because I wasn't writing all this stuff down. I didn't feel like writing nothing down. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I wasn't meant to see that. <laughs> see, we're not trying to say anything rudely, push all the thoughts in the back of your head. All right. So, look, uh, so Michelle, she wanted to know this. Okay. Now I'm back to what I asked. That was conveniently ignored. And I totally apologize for that, Michelle. I didn't mean to. I had things going on. I think I might have taken a nap also. Um, if they are, in fact, becoming legal taxpaying citizens, what is your perceived problem, Calvin Taylor? There, like I said, there is no problem with me, with anybody becoming a citizen. But like I said, refer back to my original point that no one comes to this country just to come in this country. They come to this country to enrich themselves. And the reason why people are able to enrich themselves is because the African, the, the our ancestors, our African ancestors built the foundation for everyone to come over here and pop. Now, if I build something to help everyone, I would love that my kids will benefit from it as well. So that's all we're saying. That's all I'm saying is like, if you... If you build something today, I don't know if you have kids or not, but but I have three. And if Calvin's Conscious Climbers is able to help people and I'm able to monetize over it, off of it, great. And if I'm able to set something up for my kids off of this, X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 that's great. And if this thing blows up, I am expecting to, to, to do something for my kids. I'm, I'm out, how could I be out here? That's like we get upset at these celebrities that we worship. We get in, we get in, that's like getting into like offsetting Cardi B business, right? Let's say I'm let's just give this lady, let's, let's give this a hypothetical, right? Let's say, for example, if offset leaves Cardi, and I don't know what's going on with these people. I'm just using them. I, I know Cardi, I see Cardi in a lot of um YouTube commercials so that tells me she's she's popping. So Offset leaves Cardi. Everyone, according to Offset, he has paper. So what if Cardi's out here saying Offset don't pay child support? Everyone look at Offset crazy because you got the money. So so that's how I'm looking at these Democrats. Like, yo, you guys have the money to get us out of the situation that you put us into, and you guys aren't doing it. And you have the power to do it. Like, when it comes to Flint, Michigan, Barack Obama, you either have the power to fix it or you don't. It's either or. If you don't have the power to fix it, then say it. Say, you know what? Look, y'all, this presidency, this, this is just a sham. This is, this is just a hustle. But if you do have the power to fix it, then why hasn't it been fixed? See, those are the questions no one wants to ask. Because if we don't want to ask people in our own personal lives, um, soul-bearing questions, what uh, what chance do we have to ask a stranger that we're going to give power to a hard-hitting question? It's not going to happen. This is the reason why we have what we have. 
So no, I have zero I have zero problems with anybody. Like I said, my 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 fiance, she is an illegal Mexican. She's not, you know, at any moment they, if they wanted to, they could come in and get her now if they wanted to. And it's and it's you know it's messed up. All right, taxpaying guests. My fiance is it's, yes. Um, they will be if they are. See now, this, see this is where programming kicks in, right? If they are taxpaying citizens, do you agree or disagree that they will help with the federal deficit? One plus one is two. So I would say yes, but the system is not designed for that. <laughs> you know, the system is designed to keep everyone in debt. When we when we when we got off the gold standard back in 1913, this is when the World Bank that was um backed by the um the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, this is where we got the World Bank from. And this is where we got the Federal Reserve from. The Federal Reserve is a private corporation. It has nothing to do. The only the only thing government about the Federal Reserve is just the name federal. And that's just to throw you guys off, to be honest. And this is the reason why JFK said that we're going back to the gold standard. JFK, do your history, he actually had a a currency drawn up called the rainbow currency. The rainbow currency was going to be backed by gold. But then he got assassinated. George Bush Sr. was the director of the, George Bush was in the CIA during the time. And then he became president. There's no coincidence. So could they help it? Yes. And that's how they will spin it. That's how they will spin it. Just how, you know, just like, for example, like, like um, they will give programs to African-Americans to quote unquote end poverty, right? But then they will underfund the program. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna give you a program to help black, black kids read, but we don't have enough money to put books in those programs. But then they come back and tout those numbers and say, look what we did, but there's no real change. So yeah, you could add numbers all day and spin it all you want, but Will they actually help or will they just keep the system going? So that those are two different questions. So will they help the federal deficit? No. Will they help keep the system going? Yes. And that's why they are important to these legislators now because they are the new Negroes. I told my fiance this. I told us, you know, I had almost 30 shows on YouTube, but YouTube, you know, wipe everything away. But, you know, I told my fiance, hey, the immigrants are the new niggas. Pardon, pardon self for using the N-word. But I said the way they, they broke the African-American family up during slavery, they're doing it with you guys through immigration. You you get the father out the home. How you get the father out the home? You deport his ass. Now the mom is now the mom is left alone to hustle. The kids are left alone. Kids are raising themselves. Cycle repeats itself. What does granting citizenship have to do with what he's doing for the African-American community? Once again, he wouldn't be able to sign. And once again, this is ironic. The African-American community got Joe Biden the presidency. The African-American community gives every Democrat their seat at the table. 
The Democratic Party is made up between 40 and 60% African-American. We control that party. Why the hell are we at the bottom living like damn, living like damn bums? I have no idea why. It's because we have gatekeepers, the Cory Bookers, the Kamala Harris's, the Karen Bass, the Congressional Black Caucus, right? We have them as gatekeepers that that keep the that keep the status quo going. So we got Joe Biden in after he said, "You ain't black if you don't vote for him. They're gonna put y'all back in chains." We do all this crazy. He talks disrespectful to the African American community, but yet we still voted for him, almost ninety percent. And he signs an executive order for everyone else first. But you know, we should be the first people on the list. Yes, everyone got him voted in. It's just like a team sport. Yes, LeBron and the Lakers—they won a championship. But guess what? LeBron got singled out because he was the most valuable player. He got his own award. No one else on the team got the same award that that LeBron did. Why? Because what he did, no one else could do. Same thing with the African-American community. No other ethnic group can deliver the presidency to the Democrats but us. We are the MVPs, so we should be treated as such. That's why I have an issue. I have no issue with him doing anything for, for no one else. I'm glad he does something from. I'm glad he does things for everybody else. But you, you need to do stuff for us. You, you need to do stuff for us first because it's only so much money to go around. Right? So my whole thing is this. If you want to enjoy that position of power that you are sitting at, then guess what? You need to hook me and my people up. You don't get to sit around on Air Force One wearing custom suits, get, not paying for nothing, and then you constantly piss on us and say that it's raining. Nah, fam. Nah, 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 nah. So that's why I have a problem with that. How does this impact you negatively? How does it impact me negatively? Me personally, if my fiance is granted citizenship, I'll be happy. We'll be able to travel be able to lead the country, be able to do things that she's not currently able to do now. Me personally, it doesn't. It does and it doesn't. It impacts me. As far as the job market, I'm not. Um, depending on kind of like I am in IT. And citizenship now, once again, it does impact me negatively because immigration is just not limited to um, to Mexicans. And see, that's the narrative that they always want to that they always want to um, spill on us. But there's also other immigrants. You know, they have a huge immigration population coming from India and China. On they are they are coming in on tech visas. So I'm in the IT field. I work. I used to work with nothing but Indians and Asians. Now it's predominantly Indians. So, yeah, so we are impacted 
on different levels. And also when you know the playbook, see, this is, see, this is the thing. A lot of black people don't know the democratic playbook when it comes to dealing with African-Americans. The democratic playbook when it comes to dealing exclusively with African-Americans, and I got to credit um, Dr. Boyce Watkins with this. He said it's called fail, F-A-I-L. Anytime you pin down a democratic um, lawmaker and say, what can you do exclusively for the African-American community? He said they will fail. He said, F, they will introduce feminism. They will introduce abortion, immigration, or LGBT. Those are four horizontal issues that doesn't do anything but to create more spinning. What do you mean by that? We saw it during the summer. First, it was all lives matter. Then it was black lives matter. Then we got people dumb enough to fall for this shit. All black lives matter. You see that? You see that, right? <laughs> they introduce fail. Feminism, abortion, immigration, or LGBT. Those are four horizontal issues that doesn't get anything done for the African-American community. I can give you the most historic example, the civil rights movement, civil rights bill. The civil rights bill was for African-Americans. Every time you see the civil rights movement, you have a black face on it, right? How can you put a black face on the civil rights movement, but then all the legislation was for white women, the handicap, and the LGBT community? Because you know what they did was they took, they added a word, they took racism out and added the word discrimination. When you add a ambiguous term like discrimination, that means you can sideload a whole lot of people in. So if I have $500 million set aside for the civil rights bill and this 500 million is gonna help exclusively the African-Americans, how can I get my friends in there on this deal. Oh, we could switch the wording. Switch it from racism to discrimination. So that means women, handicapped, and gays, now they could get a part of the $500 million pie as well. So you guys don't think about that. See, it's chess, not checkers. So I, hopefully I answered your questions for you. Because I wasn't gonna type all that. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't going to. Um, uh... <laughs> oh yeah. So like, so like, you know, like I had. I, <laughs> I did a show last night, right? I did a show last night, and I said something like, "Black people are are cool with symbolism." But what I want to do is show you this video to show you guys that I'm not the only one that's out here thinking like this because I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> this is crazy, man. Um, but yeah, so here at Calvin's Conscious Climbers, we love the dialogue. I love it. Me personally, I love it. Because um, it keeps me, you know, iron sharpens iron and everyone has their own point of view. But when you look at it from this perspective, when you look at how they treat us, Feminism, abortion, immigration, 
and LGBT, when they when they do that to us, anytime when they talk about African Americans doing something exclusively for us, they always add those four things, and it's so disrespectful. All right, I found this video. This is from TD Hip Hop Media. This is a brother. Um, um, he does the news from an African American perspective. I love his work. I love um how he um, puts his news together and everything like that. I highly suggest you guys and support his channel, TD Hip Hop Media. I believe it's called. Yeah, TD Hip Hop Media. All right, so let's go ahead and watch this, and then after that, we will get up out of here. You see, between 1950 and 1970, $4 billion worth of wealth was stolen from black families on the south side of Chicago by way of an anti-black racist mortgage practice called contract buying. Now, fast forward to the present day, and you'll see that these same neighborhoods on the south side of Chicago are now the ghettos that you hear about in rap songs as well as in the mainstream media when they're talking about how some absurd number of people were shot over the holiday weekend. It was recently reported a little over a week ago that Joe Biden would be committing $4 billion to address and attempt to fix the root issues around what causes mass migration to the United States from south of the border. Now, to bring a little more clarity to this, what I want to do is take a moment to read a passage from this Time magazine article titled, Joe Biden's immigration bill aims to address the root cause of migration. Will it work? Through the U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021, Biden has put forth a $4 billion four-year plan that aims to decrease violence, corruption, and poverty in El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, the home of countries of many of the migrants who have arrived at the U.S.-Mexico border to seek asylum in recent years. The bill would also establish centers throughout Central America for people to pursue refugee resettlements in either the U.S. or other countries. Would I be wrong if I read this article and said to you, why do my tax dollars have to go to fighting violence and poverty in other countries? Why do I have to pay for the corruption of other nations? My ancestors didn't oppress you. So why do I have to pay the for the past, past and present, present sins of another, another nation? nation? Doesn't this all sound familiar? Is this not the rhetoric that gets thrown your way whenever you have the audacity to demand policy that is specifically for black Americans in the form of a comprehensive black agenda? You see, no other group gets hit with that kind of rhetoric when they make demands. And the reason I can say that so confidently is because even to the degree that they do get hit with that kind of foolish rhetoric, it doesn't matter because the executive orders still get signed and the policies still become law. There's no debate about it. It just gets done. But heaven forbid you demand a comprehensive black agenda, let alone reparations for the descendants of American slavery. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute now. That's divisive. As a matter of fact, some will go even as far as to say it's unconstitutional. Now, let's take a moment to really put things in perspective, okay? 57, 58, 59, 60. That's four minutes. I can do five. Okay, sweetie, I really have to get ready for my meeting. Switch to progressive and you can save hundreds. 64% of the LGBTQ Pardon. voted for Biden. And as a thank you, 
here is your executive order. 65% of Latinos voted for Joe Biden. And hold up. Hold up. Let me stop. Let me stop. Cause, cause she, um, cause, um, hold up. Let me stop. Hold up. Let me stop. Let me stop. Because, <laughs> um, there was something that was asked on, and I think I might've missed her question as well. Cause she did say something as well. I want to make sure I didn't miss that. Uh, let's see. Where is it at? Where is it at? Gosh, oh, there it goes. Okay, make sure I don't miss it. That's my babies. <laughs> I love my babies. Uh, let's see. Where is it at? Okay, like this. So she said something else. Comment. I could have sworn she said something else. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Calvin, name one exclusive, one name exclusively for any other group. All right. So Michelle Brown, if you're out there watching, this is what Joe Biden did for every other group when he became in. You see, between so, 1950 and 1970. So and fast forward back. No thanks. Honduras, the home of ends of another nation. Doesn't this all the foolish rhetoric? It doesn't matter because the executive. All right. So now, so this is the question that was that was that was posed to me. The question that was posed to me. Oops, where you go? Was name one exclusive? I'm guessing you know for any other. Let me make sure I give this question context. So then, so then I said to him. You know what I'm talking about. I said to her, but he's actually signing bills that benefit the active, the active, uh, he's, uh, he's actively signing bills that, that benefit the African-American community, still questioning the relevance, by the way. If there are any, if they're more legal citizens, there will be more people to foot this heavy bill that we just occurred. Wouldn't that help all taxpayer African-Americans included? Simple yes or no. Um, we we print money out of air, so you know money doesn't have any value. We we give money value, so we print it up out out, out of the air anyway. But anyway, so uh, like I said, I actually named any bill that was exclusive for African Americans, and she says name one exclusive for any other group. You know, because as you always know, as soon as you say, "Hey, I'm saying something," but you are defending it. Okay, can you prove to me with fact, without opinion? Why does he support African Americans? Show to me, and then you always get this response. Well, well, show to me what he did for other groups. Okay, I'm gonna show you what he did for other groups. This is this is what he did for other groups. This is what Joe Biden did for other groups on his first week. So you guys need to pay attention to this. And remember, African Americans got him elected, and you're gonna see the the percentage on how we got him elected. It is embarrassing how we are getting treated. It's embarrassing. How are we getting treated? Listen to this. Orders still get signed and the policies still become law. There's no debate about it. It just gets done. But heaven forbid you demand a comprehensive black agenda, let alone reparations for the descendants of American slavery. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute now. That's divisive. As a matter of fact, some will go even as far as to say it's unconstitutional. Now, let's take a moment to really put things in perspective, okay?
Want to know where to invest $1,000 right now? Hi, Rex Moore with The Motley Fool. And if you know us, you know how famous we are for finding these massive technological trends and then finding... 64% of the LGBTQ voted for Biden. And as a thank you, here is your executive order. 65% of Latinos voted for Joe Biden. And as a thank you for them, here is their executive order. 61% of Asians voted for Biden. And as a thank you to the Asian community, here is your executive order. And as per usual, once again, Black Americans came through for the Democratic Party as they religiously do with a whopping 87% of the vote. And as a thank you, here is your monopoly money with Harriet Tubman on it. Symbolism. And all those who supported us, I'm proud of the campaign we built and ran. I'm proud of the coalition we put together, the broadest and most diverse coalition in history. Democrats, Republicans, independents, progressives, moderates, conservatives, young, old, urban, suburban, rural, gay, straight, transgender, white, Latino, Asian, Native American. I mean it, especially those moments and especially for those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African-American community stood up again for me. You always had my back, and I'll have yours. <laughs> the Trump administration, the, the Obama administration initially had wanted to put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Um, the uh, Trump administration dragged their feet on that. I wanted to see if the Biden administration has a sort of view of the timeline on whether or not she should be um, on the paper currency. I was here when we when we announced that, and it was very exciting. It hasn't moved forward yet, which we would have been surprised to learn at the time. The Treasury Department is taking steps to resume efforts to put Harriet Tubman on the front of the new $20 notes. Uh, it's important uh, that our notes, our, our, our money, uh, people don't know what a note is, uh, reflect the history and diversity of our country. And Harriet Tubman's image, gracing the new $20 note would certainly reflect that. So we're exploring ways to speed up that effort, but any specifics would of course come from the Department of- I hate ads. Your locally owned Hand and Stone Spa would like to welcome back all our customers who are in need of a massage or of treasury. Every politician, and particularly those on the national level, meaning president, vice president, those in the Senate, as well as those in the House of Representatives, are more than aware of the issues that plague the black community. They know how bad things are, they know how things got this way, and they also know what needs to be done to change things around. They simply choose not to. Now, I know I've spoken on this before, but I'm going to bring it up again because this is a prime example of how the past affects the present and how easy it would be to change things around and make it right if they wanted to. You see, between 1950 and 1970, $4 billion worth of wealth was stolen from black families on the south side of Chicago by way of an anti-black racist mortgage practice called contract buying. Now, fast forward to the present day, and you'll see that these same neighborhoods on the south side of Chicago 
are now the ghettos that you hear about in rap songs as well as in the mainstream media when they're talking about how some absurd number of people were shot over the holiday weekend. Now, if you took that same $4 billion that's crossing the border to repair other nations and instead used it to turn around violence and poverty on the south side of Chicago, you'd flip the south side from a negative to a positive before Biden's term was up and would probably still have money left over. But that would be too much like right. Once again, they know what to do. They simply choose not to. Because why would they? You're going to vote majority Democrat anyways. And as a token of their appreciation, they'll throw you some meaningless symbolic nonsense like Monopoly money with Harriet Tubman's face on it. And the unfortunate thing is that you'll accept it because we always do. Now, as I stated in my last video, the black community is running out of time. And if we keep accepting symbolic nonsense like this and not demand policy, we're finished. We don't have any more time to waste. Now is the time to demand what you are owed and for this nation to restore back what was stolen from you after centuries on top of centuries of state sanctioned political and economic violence. It is time to get back what you are owed by way of reparations and a comprehensive black agenda. Anything less than that at this point in the game is disrespectful. And with all that being said, that does it for today's video. So please make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as the bell notification next to the subscribe button so you can be notified whenever I release a new video. Also, make sure you text TD Hip Hop to number 33222. That's TD Hip Hop to number 33222. That way you'll get a direct text notification whenever I release a new video. But it also serves as a protection plan for myself in case YouTube ever decides to give this channel the axe. I will be able to send you a direct link to where you can find me next. All social media links will be pinned in the comment section below. And lastly, but certainly not least, for those of you who have been following this channel for quite some time now and have a love and appreciate. All right, I got. I let him get his little promo on. <laughs> that's enough, honey. Uh, that's that's enough, fam. Uh, all right, so that's what Joe Biden did. So when you ask, "Hey, what did Joe Biden do?" That's what Joe Biden did. Um, as you guys can tell, he did a lot. He did a lot. He did a lot for for them. And like I said, it's up, you know, I'm not I'm not the only one saying this. You have educated people that are way smarter than me that have done work in this field way longer than me that's been that's saying the same thing. Look up Dr. Claude Anderson, look up Dr. Boyce Watkins, look up Powernomics. You have a bunch of people out here that's saying the same thing, but unfortunately, their voices are silenced because you know, they don't, you know, they're not going with the, with the narrative, you know, they are telling black people how to uh, get out their rut and everything else like that. But on that note, this is your boy, LL Cool Cow. This is a abbreviated version of Clapback. I wasn't going to go on Instagram with it today. I might, I might take the conversation to Instagram later. I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, just like the guy said, man, like if we don't get nothing, man, at this stage of the game, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's disrespectful. Like you don't sign like 80, 87 executive orders. It ain't nothing in there for black people. <laughs> you probably got an executive order to help protect the, um, the pink flamingo over in Indonesia or something like that. Before we get reparations, before we get anything that's exclusively for the black people in this executive order time, 
man, listen, <laughs> not even gonna go. Anyway, I hope that answered your question, ma'am. Uh, as you, you know, um, you know, thank you for um, speaking out. Thank you for um, for voicing your opinion. And hopefully, even though you might not agree with me, um, I understand where you're coming from. I totally get it. My point is, it's not for me. Once again, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about being understood. And as long as you question the narrative and to whatever question, to whatever final answer you come up with, I don't care. As long as you question it. If you if you come up with the same answer you have now, that's on you. But as long as you question it, <laughs> as long as you as long as you question it, like, hey, hold up. Does one plus one really equal three? Mm, okay, I can see how it could equal three. I, you know, as long as you think about it. <laughs> As long as you just don't blindly just regurgitate what people say, and you actually done your research and you actually, you know, dug into what these people are about and things like that and look at their history versus what they said and you actually done that and you still come up with the same conclusion, then, you know, good luck. <laughs> but all I'm saying is this, I, I to, make, to make a long story short, that if you do the research, if you honestly do the research and you take a take a non-biased view, a non-confirmation bias view, I guess that's the way I could put it, um, you will come to the same conclusion that, that I'm coming to. And you're like, hey, you know what? Left wing, right wing, same bird. So on that note, we are up out this piece. You guys have a good weekend. Stay warm. It's cold out.